The Whose Turn Is It Anyway podcast is live this year at the UK Games Expo. You can check us out on Friday the 31st of May at half past one to half past two in the Dice Room, which is in Piazza 4. If you want to get involved in the live episode, then please come along. We can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Whose Turn Is It Anyway, your board gaming podcast where we occasionally chat to various people in and around the industry. In today's episode, we're doing just that and Mr. James Davey and I are excited to have a conversation with Brendan McCaskill from Out of My Mind Games, also known as Oom Games, to talk about his experiences in the industry leading up to their latest crowdfunding project, Stone Saga. So let's not waste any more time and jump over and meet Brendan. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining us. I've been really excited about this uh, expansion pack episode. I'm not going to lie. So a million thank yous for for joining us uh, this evening. Or maybe yeah, this evening I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Hey, thanks. No, it's it's like noon, just just after afternoon for me. So hey, thanks for uh, having me on, JP and Davey. Excited to be here. Yeah, yeah nice. no, we're excited to have you. So for our listeners who uh, may not have kind of come across Brendan before, Brendan McCaskill. Yeah, who are you? and introduce yourself to the show. Yeah, my name is Brendan. I am from the big country of Canada, uh, yeah. more more specifically British Columbia. Um, I have been you know, playing games for a long time and a uh, somewhat new game designer. Uh, you know, been doing this full time for I think about three years now and had my first like kind of foray into you know releasing a game on kickstarter as a self-publisher i think about five years five years ago um so i i love uh there's so many things about the hobby that i love but you know for me a, a driving a driving force is uh you know we were chatting about this just before we came on but it's just uh, the idea of getting people a- around a table, um, yeah. you know, where, you know, you're laughing, you're, you're having some shared memories and some shared experiences together. So, you know, it's a little bit about me. I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll get into some, some specifics, oh, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we absolutely will. What, what we like to do, Brendan, with, with a kind of our guests on the show is, is to kind of give uh, our listeners a bit of an insight into you as a gamer. Um, and, you know, how did you get into the hobby itself? How did you, uh, explore the world of tabletop and how did it hook you just don't say monopoly <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh it's usually everyone's starting so yeah no it is yeah, it is yeah. yeah so no this the super fun question i i would say my my earliest memories of like really fun times playing playing board games would have been around risk yeah, uh yeah. you know where where you you set up risk and then it's just like you leave it out for a long time and it's you're just playing you're conquering the world you're you're holding up in australia whatever <laughs> whatever yeah. it may be right it's, it's um, when you try and convince so, someone oh you can play it in an evening it's fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah, never yeah no. <laughs> and then uh i don't know where my dad had it but but we had a copy of Ac- uh, axes and allies yeah um, yeah yeah 
And and so I remember our, our cousin uh, coming out for the summer, staying at our place. We would set up our coffee in, in our den and uh, and just leave it set up for like an entire week. Uh, and just be playing like a like a single game. I, we weren't playing the right strategies, right? All all that jazz. But it, you know, it didn't matter because we were like having a ton of fun. <laughs> yeah. um, so those were like really two instrumental uh, like times, kind of getting into the hobby. You know, I, I remember um, you know with with a different cousin actually. Uh, we 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 designed a game one summer when I was like he was like twelve, I was ten. Uh, I don't remember what the game design was, but I do remember it was kind of like a dungeon crawler thing, but like it had like multiple dimensions, and so nice. it's like multiple levels. No idea. I think like Chronicles <laughs> of Drunagar does it now or something, right? So maybe yeah. they, they obviously like I stole the idea um, from ten yeah, year old yeah. Brendan. Uh, but yeah, you were ahead of your time. Uh, yeah, there you go. You were ahead uh, of your yeah, time. Yeah, I guess so. And Spend then royalties, you'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and then in, in high school, um, we actually like I, I elevated in my nerdiness. Uh, level when it came to games i we I, I got this new friend who was like big into magic um big into warhammer um and and just also kind of brought a few board games so so we got really we went into like risk was what was the futuristic risk 20 um Oh shoot! Twenty nine forty two. I've played the legacy it's, it's, one, but that was it. Okay, so there's this futuristic risk with 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 like a moon and. Oh, yeah. um, and you also have these commanders and you can play these, like you can play these cards, right? So it just like elevated the strategy. Um, you know, I was introduced to a few other games like Settlers and Iron Dragon. Uh, just just a bunch of these like kind of games getting into the hobby a little bit. Uh, and that's, I guess that was the beginning. Um, and it was, yeah. you know, kind of a, a fun introduction. And this kind of things have grown, um, especially over the last, whatever, five, eight years. Uh, there's just been so many new games, so many kind of fun, fun games coming out, you know, getting into like something like Dominion, right? Where it's like, oh, hey, there's this deck building mechanic. And then just like you just learn these different mechanics. You kind of gravitate towards certain things. Uh, I compared guess being to others, a magic but... player previously, Dominion kind of sits sits nicely with it anyway. Yeah, exactly. And and it doesn't ask for all of your money like like yeah. magic. Yeah, exactly. so. yeah. <laughs> Although there's a lot of expansions uh, with Dominion. There is a lot of expansions. Still, still, yeah. still, still cheaper than magic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's it's true. But you know, for, for me, it was. I actually never bought more than the the core set. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and the. I, I think the only like true deck builder that we have in our house right now is uh, is Aeon's Aeon's End, mm-hmm. um, the, the the cooperative deck builder. Like like love yeah. that game. Been meaning to play that one. Haven't played it yet, but. I've, keep looking at it um my wife and i we we love co-op games uh and so aeon's end is just like this perfect blend it's it's like you know uh, hogwarts uh legacy um Mm -hmm. it has some of those co-op elements but just hogwarts gets a little bit boring (laughs) um just because the the deck building can be a little bit you know it's it's limited amount of combos and it's like you're kind of railroaded into a certain way with each of your characters as well so i do understand that yeah yeah, so that's that's gonna and then you know now like the the games I'm uh, what game what games am I playing? I I love uh, we just finished a playthrough of Sleeping Gods, uh, yeah. so that was that was a, a weird we we just kind of cooped ourselves up for a weekend and we played it over <laughs> three straight days and uh, and 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 so that was fun. You know, I, I love two thirds of it. I was 
I was okay to be finished with the game when it ended. Mm. Um, in some ways, I actually think it would have been a better solo game with the amount of reading that you had to do. Uh, it's, it's, it's very much like a choose your own adventure. I thought the combat was genius. Um, mm. so for me, you know, a direct comparison to that and like tainted grail, very similar. Mm-hmm. And I think sleeping gods had better mechanics, um, tainted grail, better theme. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. do it that went you... on a little bit too long with, with its lore and everything else. Yeah. I suppose it's yeah. when, when you're doing the reading, I, I found this with some of the story narrative driven games is there's a lot of reading to be done. The other players kind of sitting there going, hmm? yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, right. And it's I, not as immersive for them yeah. unless you're reading it, it's fine. But when they're listening in, and it depends on how you take information in. Yeah, it can be a bit like, yeah, can we get on with it then? Yeah, that's, and that's why sometimes so, the app is like an app reading yeah. it to you is can maybe. I, there, there, so. I think there is a foreteller app for Sleeping oh, okay. Gods, um, but Sleeping Gods actually had a really great thing where it had like this bullet point summary for for each of like the long texts. You could actually just like skim and then go to the summary, and it tells you everything you need to know. Uh, oh, okay. So. It was. I, I liked it. I was like, "Oh, that's good." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. What, what's your your? If you had to name one game, which is always difficult, because someone asked me yeah. this, uh, what's your favorite? Like right now, maybe at the moment. Yeah. At the exactly. moment, right now, what is your favorite? What are you really absolutely enjoying? Oh man. Um, <laughs> it's tough. So start to, start to so, sweat, and you're like, "Oh my god, which one is it?" Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Desert I, Island I'm game. Pretty, one. I, one you had to you know, take. It's interesting. You. So I'm a pretty interesting, probably case of a game designer. I have one shelf. We have one shelf in our house that is allowed to have board games on it. And and I rotate through games so quickly. Um, yeah. So like, because I, I, I buy new stuff, I play it for a couple of weeks, and then mm-hmm. I sell it for like 20 or 30 bucks off. And then it's just, it's just, it's just like in and out, um, mm-hmm. which, which, which I love. Uh, it, it means that there's not a lot that stays on the shelf. <laughs> um, a couple, a couple that do. Uh, we we have terraforming Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like you know for us, that's one of our top Euro games. We so yeah. I had Ark Nova because yeah. the hype was all about Ark Nova. I, yeah, have yeah. you guys played it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, curious to hear your thoughts. For for me, I liked it. I it we played fit. it. How many times did we play it? Maybe half a dozen times. Um, but there was just something that wasn't it wasn't hitting me the same way and i think it might have been the final two turns of arc nova where you get this like weird crossing and i i actually at my first play i was like oh that's really clever how this game ends and then the more i played it the less like satisfying it was it because it's like it does um oh, it does something like strangely unintuitive and it can feel bad for a player yeah so you get a negative score you're just like wait a minute i've i've just played for what an hour and a half two hours and i've got a negative minus 17 yeah what what have i done (laughs) all you think yeah 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 Yeah. and it's it's one of the things where it's like genius mechanic and how it triggers i think but like how it shows up in the end I just it, it's a weird like it just falls flat um 
I think the game's yeah, cool I, and it, you know, it deserves what it, it gets, but you know, we, I, I sold it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the fact you said terraforming Mars, I mean, th- that's probably one of our group favorites. Ones we always replay. It, we go it, back to all the yeah, time. Yeah. We're always playing it. It's always there. The so variation. You, to the club. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The variation <laughs> yeah, no, with it compared to maybe Ark Nova. I think Ark Nova, one of the biggest problems with it as well is once you get your engine up and running, sometimes the game's mm-hmm. just over. Yeah. Whereas with, yeah kind of terraforming mars you can play with that engine quite a lot yeah, yeah you and you can, can push can still, it in different directions yeah exactly yeah. and you can and then sometimes you don't even need an engine to be able to win whereas yeah. arc nova is a bit more finalized with the fact that when the ending is coming you can see it coming there's nothing you can do about yeah. it it's over yeah and it it's, and, doesn't feel great towards the end you are right with that yeah i i think also because you're seeing less cards in arc nova Right, that that in itself is, and because it's not it's not supposed to be a one to one relation with with terraforming Mars, but no, it, no, it definitely it definitely at first you're like, man, there's a ton of cards here, there's all the tags, so you're like instantly thinking, oh, this is like terraforming Mars, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you, you have to be a little bit more reactive in in the sense of like, okay, I'm going to play to the best of what I see here. Um, not necessarily like, I don't know, a fun thing with terraforming Mars is like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go like buy or I'm trying to remember um, like the little the green tags where it's like the uh, little biology tag. The things. microbes. Yeah, the microbes, right? It's like, I'm going to go hard microbes this yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. game. And it's like, it's fun. You can do that. And then um, someone else could hate draft you as well. Which means yeah, you yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, oh, just, You'll just, never get in the microbes, Davey. Yeah, You'll yeah. never get in <laughs> um, does, does your group play with the uh, with like the negative consequences in, in Terraforming Mars? Like where you well, can like screw world. someone over? Oh, like, we do. We do have the, with the asteroids and stuff, yeah? Yeah. yeah we do oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Do you know oh, those 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 are banned in my those are banned in my household. So. <laughs> we, we 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 don't we don't do those things, which is which uh, is okay. We we did them the first couple of times we played, and then uh, yeah, and you then destroyed like, my You've destroyed yeah, my engine. Yeah, and it's just, <laughs> it's just like everyone gets pissed off, and it's like, okay, never mind. Yeah, fair enough. Fair, fair. We're used to being um, mean to each other, I think, so we don't mind too much. Oh yeah, there, there, there you go. So yeah. so Euro game. Terraforming Mars, kind of non-Euro mm-hmm. game. We, we we love Unmatched at the moment. Yeah, okay. Um, Heard good things. Uh, you know, yeah, we've we've loved uh, Pandemic Legacies. Yeah. Um, so it's been an interesting thing. And, like, I, I, I really enjoy uh, – I enjoyed Gloomhaven. Um, again, there's, you know, there's there's things to, like – things I like, things I don't like. But, you know, Gloomhaven for me was, was an interesting kind of, like – uh, mashup of, of things. I don't. I, I didn't back Frosthaven, um, uh, just because it's like I'm not really. Same. I don't. I, yeah, I just don't want Frosthaven on my table for for a year right now. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe I've, in, I've maybe already played twelve years, hours so. of it, but have you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you're you're deep. Oh in yeah. Already, yeah, I'm yeah. Deep in already. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's good. So, it's, it's it's expanded on the the things that I thought Gloomhaven was weak was like yeah. the um, the events weren't. They weren't varied right. enough, um, and you could kind of the whole fifty-fifty events I didn't like. Whereas now you've got like four event decks, and there's just a bit oh, more story. With uh, you can tell he's got some writers, or yeah. well, I think that's what they did anyway. Is get some writers in to yeah. do a lot more with the lore and like the backstory and a bit more build up, which is nice. Um, but I mean, otherwise it is just Gloomhaven, you yeah. know, just with some yeah. revamp. I just burnt out on it to be honest. Like yeah, Gloomhaven, I, 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 I went deep. 
I had two campaigns running at the same time. Yeah, and, wow. And I played lots and lots of games to the point where I had nights where we had, it was Gloomhaven night, and I was just like, oh, I've got to set me <laughs> up. I've got, and as soon as I th- felt that way, I thought, no. This needs to change. Yeah. It's not fun anymore. This, it's just yeah. It, <laughs> the setup is the dawn. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so so that's the thing. I I so Jaws of the Line for me was the flip book. I'm like, I'll wait till the Frosthaven flip book comes out, and then I'll do yeah. it. I I yeah. I detest searching through the titles. Um, it was one of the things like we we got uh, Journey Journeys of Middle Earth, the Lord of the Rings fantasy flight yes. games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so many tile setups uh and you're you're actually setting up throughout a game and it's neat i like how the app does it but it's uh it, it just drives me insane <laughs> so, it takes you out of the immersion um, doesn't it it's like you're you're immersed yeah. into doing it and it's like now get tiles 1b 2a c 1c yes and then you're searching stack of 50 tiles yeah, fi- like, uh, yeah. five minutes trying to find yeah. right you, have, on, you have a quarter you have a quarter <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah uh, but it is it's it's quite incredible to think about like, you know, whenever someone asks me what, what I do for a living, um, it's, it's a, it's a weird question to answer, right? It's like I make board games and then I always have to say for a living on the end. Yeah. Yeah. I've always kind of like dabbled in, in, I guess, in game creation, even so, you know, a job I had in my early twenties, uh, I was, I was a program director at a, at a summer camp. Summer camps are like huge here in Canada. Um, yeah. So I worked at this camp. We had thousands of kids um, come through, and I would I would run these games for for like three hundred people at one time. Um, and so it, you you don't really think about it at the time, but you know, looking back, it's like, oh, I'm learning balancing, I'm learning flow, I'm learning like, okay, hey, this is the experience I want to capture. So this is the game we're going to make, right? Um, you know, okay, you can actually play something too long if you play. You know, if if a fun thing lasts too long it doesn't it's no longer fun right yeah. and it's like all these different kind of like elements and so you know the the transition into a lot of like the the game design creativity stuff um was you know it was it was a pretty i guess normal transition um the the thing that maybe is is less normal is especially when i'm like deep into play testing i just i don't play anything else like i just i i don't want to play board games and so that's like less mm-hmm. that's like less enjoyable where it's like oh hey it'd be mm-hmm. fun just to like sit down and play a board game but i'm like no i've just been play testing in tts all day <laughs> this 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 mm-hmm. new this new expansion this new mechanic and so the last thing i want to do is like learn a new game and play it um and so you know that's work and it is work so yeah I understand. yeah 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 exactly but then you know i think that goes back into why i cycle through my board game library so quickly it's because it's it's fun for me to learn new things you know to see what people are doing and then you know move along uh because there's there's a lot of there's a lot of fun new things that are happening (laughs) and you know i'm looking at there's like polygon just released an article on tabletop kickstarters and and there was four thousand and forty two successful campaigns last year <laughs> it's crazy isn't and it? and this Absolutely you know this this include you know it includes uh like role-playing games too but it doesn't matter yeah. like four over four thousand yeah. games or variants or accessories like but even if it's like two thousand games or three thousand that's like an insane amount right yeah um yeah. so it's neat it's, well, it's it's neat to be a part of it in that sense yeah. I always found with more modern board games is they have more they're more akin to like computer games and a lot of people yeah. around 
our age group used to play a lot of couch computer games and yeah. all of this and those don't really exist anymore it's all got online so yeah. to get that social interaction you find that you start leaning into the board game side of things and... it's, it's yeah. so true i mean that that's my uh kind of resurgence into the hobby about five six years ago was just that callback to playing i think i said this before but playing bomberman four player on the super yeah. nintendo right like yeah, fun. just sitting around having a laugh with banter and just the fact that people get blown up and stuff and you know it's just Classic. that it's just the fact you're sharing that experience yeah, yeah, and yeah. and just playing i think it was XCOM, the board game which i still yeah. admit is the the worst game to get anybody into any uh, the hobby because it's so stressful <laughs> but <laughs> but again it, it kind of worked it's like oh my god this is like a new experience mm-hmm. and then you know it's from there you then as you said brendan you you're learning all these different mechanics like deck building and worker placement and dice drafting and all these things. And suddenly you start talking a different language yeah, <laughs> so yeah. people don't understand you anymore, uh, which is fine. It's, that's JP. I, I love that. I, for some reason, I never made the connection between like couch, couch play and, and now board games. Um, that's wild. And, you know, I, I love it because I, I loved sitting on the couch playing golden eye with yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. very fond, job. fond is memories. Is Objob banned? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was Objob banned? Like, yeah, slappers yeah, only, and you yeah. kneel down. <laughs> Stop screen looking. Like, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you would stand up in front of the TV of your part of the screen and just be like, no, no, yeah. you're not allowed. You can't yeah. look at that. Or, or we, Halo Land parties where we would have one TV upstairs, one TV downstairs. You do something fun, the upstairs people start banging on the floor, right? All, yeah, all, those, yeah. all, all those fun moments. Cables yeah, running yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, no, it's, 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 it's great to think because that's, that's exactly like when I go into, when I think about any, uh, like any new design or, you know, new concept, it's always, for me, it's always coming out of a place of like, hey, what, you know, what's the experience that, you know, I would like to capture? Um, you know, what is that moment of, you know, you're talking about XCOM, okay, hey, we're, we're feeling stressed, right? You know, what is, what is the moment that, that, that I want to capture, right? And those are, those are like fun things to think about. Like, so I'm always like that, that's like the first consideration before any like mechanics. Um, sometimes, sometimes theme and that experience is all tied together, but it's, you know, that is always that experience for me, which is so so cool with with games these days yeah it's quite a unique point to look at actually um i like that it makes sense though right? yeah it does make sense like that's me, me i'm always looking at mechanics i'm always in my head no. i'm like oh yeah. but really that what's that the why should be yeah exactly what's the, why the why is yeah, yeah. is the feeling i'm supposed to be getting which either is fun stressed and it makes more sense yeah, you know, fun should be whatever. and your experience should be yeah. the you know top end it's like why do you go and see a horror film right you go to get scared but it's fun to get scared yeah you know so it's this the feeling it invokes uh out of you yeah it makes makes perfect sense yeah yeah. so whilst we're kind of on the themes of of games and game design i'm really intrigued brendan how you kind of started uh oom games or out of my mind games like where where do you start you know one day doing a a job or something and then suddenly get you know what i'm gonna create my own board game and publishing company yeah so <laughs> like, how did it get how did it start no that's so, so that's fun so so a couple things i'll, I'll go back before i i actually didn't start Oom games um, Oh, okay uh yeah so you you thought you're talking to the owner of Oom games jokes on you uh, <laughs> 
but yeah, no. So, so, so like five, five years ago, um, super interested in Kickstarter. Like I, I've been, I, I backed my first project on Kickstarter. I don't know, maybe a decade ago. Um, so like early on in, in the crowdfunding days, I've always been a little bit, uh, you know, entrepreneurial minded and kind of creatively bent. And so, uh, I've just been, I've been thinking for a long time, what would be cool to do on Kickstarter? Like I would like to do a Kickstarter and then board games were increasing in popularity and this new game rolled out and it was PUBG before Fortnite, there was <laughs> yeah. a game called PUBG yep, and I was like, this, this would be a very cool board game. And then, uh, I started developing this game. Uh, called last is now it's called last one standing uh and and then fortnite actually came out as i was developing it I was like wow that's very fortunate <laughs> um <laughs> and uh and then it's all kind of did all the work except except the artwork where i where i hired a a russian artist uh to to do the artwork for that because i was very cheap and <laughs> didn't have much money and i found this guy on i don't even know where i found him um and uh and did everything else. Uh, went to Kickstarter. I think I raised like twenty five, twenty eight thousand dollars, enough to get like a you know a print run, sell it. Um, it was a really neat experience. Uh, that the game sucks. Uh, at least I'm sorry. At least, at least I, at least I think it does. Uh, I, you know, look, looking looking back on it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's like not not the greatest game. Um, but if, you know, it was. I was doing everything, and for me, it's just a part of the experience. At that time, I was I guess like, it's also I a stepping think- stone. If it's your first game and everything, then yeah, you're gonna learn I, from your I, next I, one. I and you always learn by doing it wrong. Yeah, you yeah, always yeah. learn by making yeah. mistakes. Yeah. You don't learn if you do everything yeah. right. So, yeah, oh, like totally. And I wasn't even thinking so much about what was going to come afterwards. I was just like really interested in in just the whole process itself. Um, yeah. And and from that game, uh, I she got connected to some people in town. Um, and so there is this like small video game called club penguin. I don't know if you guys are familiar with club penguin at all. Yeah, I've heard of, I've um, heard of club penguin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was actually created in the town I live in right now um, okay, by, yeah, yeah, by, these, cool. by these, these three guys. Uh, they ended up selling it to Disney for, uh, for, for a whack ton of money. Um, and then, uh, uh, the, there's this one guy, he started a mobile game studio, you know, there's a couple games like adventure capitalist, adventure Com- communist that they've made. Um, and then he was just like, Hey, you know, it'd be fun to start a, a board game studio. So he started this board game studio called Oom games with, with another guy, Jonathan, um, and, and after I released last one standing, they kind of got in touch with me and, and, and Lance was like, Hey, if you ever want to make games, just let me know. <laughs> um, that was, that was like the, the weird invitation. Yeah, totally. And so I didn't actually take him up on it right away. It was, uh, it was like two years later. Uh, you know, I had an idea for, for stars of Akarios, which was called mm-hmm. starlight at the time. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I went to him like, Hey Lance, you know, I have this idea, like, do we want to fund it? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and so then it ended up being a, an Oom games launch and, uh, we launched kind of right as the pandemic hit like three years ago. And like, just, so that, that kind of changed, changed my trajectory, um, yeah. from, from that moment. So kind of a, a weird, a weird way into the industry, but, uh, but it's neat, you know, happy to be here. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, so that's how I first heard about you, Brendan, with um, uh, Stars of Icarus, which was, as you said, called Starlight. So, yeah. Uh, and obviously, things have kind of gone strength to strength. I mean, Stars of Icarus has had a great reception, right? I think it's an ambitious project, yeah. right? I think it's oh, fair to oh, say boy, it's a you, big you, game. You t- Talk, talk about lessons learned. Oh man, <laughs> learned 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 a lot of lessons with 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 that. It's not it's not quite as big as the Gloomhaven box, but it's it's close to size, um, to, to size and scope. Uh, yeah, you know. So I was um, you know principal designer on, on that game. We you know we we had a team to do some writing and um a bunch of stuff and so i was doing like project management and and design and uh and it was a lot like ended up like probably biting off a little bit more uh than 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 we could chew at the start but you know we made it through and i i think we're sitting it's like an 8.3 8.4 on 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 bgg right yeah. now which you know really happy with mm-hmm. um there's it's 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 crazy right it's a campaign game um, really big. Uh, it's, you know, for me, it's, you know, talk about the experience that, that I wanted to capture. I, I love, I love like the, you know, the dog fighting scenes in star Wars, um, mm-hmm. where it's like fast and loose and, you know, the millennium Falcons doing weird barrel rolls or the X wings doing stuff or like a star Fox vibe. Like that was, yeah. that was like the, the experience. Right. Um, and, and I'm, I'm, Unlike Last One Standing, I'm really happy with how, like, especially the the space, especially the you know the space combat. Um, we went through quite a few iterations on you know, on the design, um, and and you know throughout we kind of we went pretty arcadey in in some of it, um, mm-hmm. where it's you know it's 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 fast, it's like really fast paced, um, uh, like yeah, so so enjoy it a lot. Uh, you know, we we shipped it there's there's like it's, it's a bummer because the, the rule book in some ways it's a bummer because the rule book's huge the scenario book's like 200 pages and so it was like ah oh, shoot there's like there's a, there's some errors in here and there are there are some errors where we're gonna clean up uh we're gonna do uh we're gonna do a like a 1.5 edition release here pretty soon um you know but massive massive lessons learned as you know moving into Mythwind. Like we, you know, we just hired a uh, really skilled uh, technical editor uh, to to redo our rule books and Mythwind. You know, it's just a bunch of things where it's like, okay, hey, you know what? Maybe maybe I'm not the person to to write these rule books. <laughs> and uh, and that's I okay. guess it's quite hard so when it's your I, baby though, because you you've you've been there for the whole whole process. You know the rules best, but maybe you're not the best to articulate it. You know, like yeah. So it's like, don't yeah, take it from me. Yeah. <laughs> The, the 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 guy we brought in for for Mythwind his uh, his name is Adam Baker he he was working at Fantasy Flight I think he worked there for like eight years um, yeah. so he was he was their senior technical editor he wrote the rules on the new Descent on the new Twilight Imperium um, you can you can Google his or you know find his name on Board Game Geek he has a massive resume and so so when he sent back his first draft of, uh, of our Mythwind rulebook, I was like, Oh gosh, yeah, you're, you're like, we're, we're keeping you, we're keeping you. <laughs> so, uh, so worth, worth is weight in gold. Um, yeah. uh, but, uh, and I guess yeah, that's a big yeah, process so. with games now is like the optimized rule books make them more accessible, yeah. even though sometimes the, the rules yeah. are more complex. Yeah. If the, if that rule book's structured yeah. simply, 
you can understand the game and you can just put it down and yeah. like hit the ground running. It's a massive barrier for gamers and people, isn't it? With the rule book is usually the first thing you're going to pick up. After, obviously, after punching every, all the gorgeous yeah. bits out. But generally, when you're sitting down, I've got to learn this. Obviously, some people might go to the videos if there's a produced video for it. But me personally, I like, I'm, I'm old fashioned. I like yeah. the rule book. You know, I'm, I'm very English. I, I like to sit there with a cup of tea and uh, with the rule book on a Sunday afternoon. And that's my fun. That's fun times for me. I know I realize that's yeah. not fun for everybody. Uh, so, yeah, if that rule book's quite um, not well structured or it's it's just a big barrier to go over. Yeah, it, it's it's a hard hurdle. But, you know, it just depends on your appetite of learning games, I suppose. Yeah. And, you know, in some ways, because of our games, you know, kind of appeal towards like the, the hardcore of, of like the, the hobbyist market. Um, there's a little bit more, you know, people come in with this like existing backlog of knowledge, right? They've, they've played big campaign games like Frosthaven or Tainted Grail or something. So there's like a lot of different frame of references, um, which is, you know, it's an interesting thing because there's, there's been a trend in, in video game design uh, lately of um, of the tutorials are are either non-existent or like really shrunk down and and mm-hmm. video games are just asking so much of the player to start um they're just assuming that the player is coming with a certain knowledge i don't know if either you guys play games or you know played elden yeah, ring yeah, yeah. um yeah, like, yeah, yeah, think, yeah. Like, played all the from there, software there was, uh, games there yeah. was zero <laughs> tutorial in elden ring like, I know, okay, I, sorry. I've never There's, played a Dark Souls game, right? And I had Elden Ring no, as my neither first. Neither have I. No, and I was like, oh my God, this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you're getting killed and hammered. Try Tarkov. That, that just throws you in the deep end. <laughs> doesn't give you anything. Yeah. And then it's just like, and you're like, how do I do You literally just have to sit, wade through YouTube yeah. videos yeah. for like a good hour before or, you even start playing. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think if, if Breath of the Wild even really had a tutorial. Um, well, it had that beginning had... island though didn't it it starts you off on that raised island above the, the right. plateau and then it kind of right you explored that little small area and then it was like now the world is yours yeah off you go it had yeah. a couple of signposts it's, it's, where yeah. if you miss them it didn't tell like, you or it, you chop yeah. them apart like standard and yeah. then you just it didn't, didn't really didn't like learn. teach you teach you like the cooking mechanics and, and all no, those no. different things right no. and so there, there there's this there's been a trend, right, where it used to be an on-the-rails experience for the first hour for video games, and, and now it's not. I'm like, wow, board games, we're a couple years behind, and so we're, we're getting these kind of on-the-rail experiences for the first hour or two, which I think we need right now for a lot of mm-hmm. gamers, right? Maybe yeah. People who are coming into the hobby need to know. But are we in five to ten years going to be at a spot where – we can just assume that our audience has this like level of knowledge where it's like, okay, they know what worker placement means. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you see yes. certain mechanics and you go, Oh, that's that. I know how that one works. Yeah. And then it's just the symbols, what those mean. All you need is a little menu of what each symbol yes. means. You can off you go. Yeah. Like, and, and so I don't, I don't know like necessarily like where that's going. Cause there's, you know, the other limitations of board games, right? We, we don't have the, you know, the program running all of like the, the the setup and like all those different things in the background right um you know but it it is interesting to kind of think about um yeah going forward with with games yeah yeah i've I've never thought about that before it's uh interesting because the games have kind of gone like that and they let you 
experience it afresh and kind of just yeah. dive headfirst in. Yeah. It sometimes can be nice, sometimes can be infuriating, but depends yeah. <laughs> um, on the game, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. That's a cool yeah, concept. It, it is interesting. I, you know, like jumping ahead, I know I'm, I'm skipping Mythwind, and, and Mythwind's like very interesting to speak about. Um, mm-hmm. But, but Stone Saga, like, so are, I don't, I don't even. When does this go live? Uh, this, <laughs> Stone this, Saga is live on. This will be live when Stone Saga campaign is live. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, so like our, our newest game coming out. It's you know, it's called Stone Saga. Thinking about the experience, it's like, cool. I want. I want to capture that kind of survival crafting experience that I've enjoyed in lots and lots of video games that I haven't seen really done well in, in board games. Um, like that was, that was like the, the whole yeah. premise and, you know, reached out, reached out to, to Max Brook who um, did, uh, did a lot of design on, well, he was with fantasy flight. So he worked with X-Wing and uh, uh, legends of the five rings. Um, nice. And then we got Luke, Luke Eddy as well. Who's like a star Wars Legion guy. He's a really like, two super competent designers um and, and 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 see them bring to life this game and and it's very much like we have a lot of there's a lot of systems in the game which is pretty cool we have like there's a crafting system there's a there's a gathering resource system or kind of three systems for that there's an exploration system there's all these different systems and so we onboard players in the first three games to learn these systems and then it's kind of where we have these, each game is structured in a challenge, but it's like, okay, go. If you want to spend your next two games learning how to make a bow, like go and find out. Um, yeah, you yeah. can go and if you want to spend your next game, just building your village and, you know, building a well and doing this, like go for it. <laughs> um, and then, so it's like we, we create these like systems and, and the, the crafting system is, is, is next level in it. Um, oh, it's brilliant! It, it looks just, awesome. Yeah, it reminds me of like yeah. Rust or something like that, where you're saying you have those tiles and you kind of like just put them together, yes. and whatever codes that it then puts in is what you make. And it just it seems so yeah. unique. Yeah, it's, it, it's it, well, yeah. So that's like the, the the one thing we're getting back from all the all the reviewers is like you know, games are really good. Crafting system, never seen anything like it, right? <laughs> um, yeah. be, because it it captures the um, it's fun for me to gush because like I didn't design this crafting system. Yeah. Like, it was Max and yeah. Max had this incredible idea and Luke came in and, and gave it legs. Um, but it's, it's, it captures a sense of discovery that I haven't like seen crafting games do um, in, in a board game, right. Where you can like, you can kind of put items together or resources together and, and you can see what you get, but you can also kind of intuit it. It's like, okay, if I put the sharp end pointing out and then put a stick underneath of it, I should probably get a spear. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and you yeah, do get yeah. a spear. It looks like a spear. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It looks like a spear. And, and then, you know, you, you flip open your codex and, and if, if you've gotten, so I spent my third game, there was this whole goal there's this behemoth trying to kill my wife and i and the only thing i wanted to do was craft a bow and, and i couldn't do it um, but, fumbling around but just like oh it was so annoying because i was like okay i think i have the two resources i need to craft a bow and i smash them together um and this was before we added hints but but now you know you, you smash two items together you read it and and now we're like oh hey it looks like you're trying to make a bow maybe maybe one of your uh resources needs to be stronger 
right? We we we, we give That's players cool. a little bit of like a hint, and I could have used that when I was playing because I didn't realize that <laughs> one of them needed to be stronger. What did you but... make in the end then? Nothing, uh, it was nothing. Oh, it was nothing. It was, it was okay. nothing. It was, failed. It was just end up yeah, making this, this little I, I, I get it. I get a bowl or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I <laughs> get to fight the bear with that. It's, it's, it's so funny, but yeah, no, I I, I got to keep my resources. But it is like you know when g- thinking about like game design and, and and new games, you know, for for us at least, um, I I bet Stars of Acarios is going to be the most similar to existing games um even though i feel like it's pretty so people compare it to like gloomhaven and space but it's, it's yeah. weird because it, the only thing that's like the same is like the modifier deck uh yeah, and then that, a big book of scenarios and like it doesn't yeah. play anything it's more it's more uh ameritrash than it is euro um yeah. right and so like the, the game mechanics it's like okay it is an rpg um uh, and there is a bunch of scenarios but like that's about it um so it is. It is still quite different, but like like Mythwind, I, I don't think there's any game that's like out there that's like it. Uh, and and same with Stone Saga. So so for me, I, I think there's so many like new new areas to like push into um, that haven't been explored. Uh, that it's like uh, I'm just you know excited about like the possibilities for it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I watched um, the uh, the one stop co op shops uh, coverage of Stone Saga. So uh, yeah, we're kind of going through. I think it was your free uh, free scenario uh, prototype yes. yeah. uh, that, that you kind of sent out, and it was a blast to watch. Honestly, just as a viewer, just to kind cool. of see. Uh, great. Just, right, we're we're in this valley. Okay, what we got to do? Right, don't know what we got to do. Stuff. Right, okay, off we go. And they're just like literally pushing <laughs> buttons and and trying to just feel their way around the system, feel their feel their way around the world, yeah. and. And what I found was really cool about, I mean, besides from the crafting system, which is, is brilliant, um, was the little mini games that you have for the the different kind of actions that you have. So if you're yeah. foraging um, for resources, that you have the, the like little set of cards that you have like a push your look mechanism, yeah. so that you're like, oh, yeah. I want this and this, and and that was quite cool. Like you go delving um, into to caves and as like a choose your adventure path system. Mm-hmm. Likewise with the mining, it's like going into the bag and you're, you're trying to get the resources. It's very cool. Like just how all these mini games kind of work. Yeah, together. that's something you again see used to see where you see more like video games like Bethesda games and all yeah. that where you do something you the have a little pick. mini game oh, yeah yeah it's board yeah. games you, you don't see you see it and sometimes mansions have a little bit but seeing that in each of its systems which also mm. are very relevant to each individual area it's tactile really cool. isn't it so, yeah you know, exactly I'm mining yes. and I feel like I'm mining because I'm literally reaching into a bag extracting stuff out of it right yeah and so it translates really yeah. well and I think yeah this going back to your feeling um what feeling do I want to kind of invoke when I'm doing these kinds of actions? Yeah, it all kind of makes sense. Um, but yeah, yeah, I really kind of enjoyed just how they all integrated into uh, the, the mechanisms. They all seemed quite intuitive as well. Yeah, didn't they? So. absolutely. And the other thing was the, uh, the the omens, which to be honest, I don't know much about. And it's quite nice that I don't know much about the omens. But omens That's are good. Like That's little, good. These little symbols <laughs> that appear on the yeah. components, right? They appear on these hex tiles. They appear uh, in cards and and depending on like what I don't know if it's an age, but depending on what um, uh, kind of night or, or cycle mm-hmm. uh, the omen is prominent, then certain things will happen. And it's yeah, just I, it's interesting. Well, 
No, it's what what what's exciting for you is that's, that's exciting for me too, and is is a big driving force of the game is okay. We want it to be like like this visceralness, right? We want you to kind of have a feeling what you're doing, and kind of the the layer behind that. It's like it's all like art driven, which which for for me like the hexes, uh, I'm so proud of it. But like the hexes, they they have no icons on them. No. Right. Uh, and that's very intentional. But because if you can see a river, you can go fishing. Right. Or if, if you see a mountain, you can go mining. Right. And, and that for me is, is just it's neat because that's that's the immersion. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you're 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 exploring this. It's like what you see is what you get. And, and that's like throughout the whole game, you know, the foraging mechanic, it's the same thing. It's, it's art driven you know the the, the mining you're, you're 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 reaching in yeah and it's like you know when when i think about um games like uh seventh continent flirted with that idea like like they it just flirted right um it didn't it didn't embrace it but it did you know say hey you can kind of search this and maybe you'll find mysteries um and it was it was neat that way but you know each of those squares are, are, are filled with icons of, of different actions you can do um same with uh same with stars stars of a card is world exploration it's like you know, it's a bunch of icons that you can do and you know not saying icons are bad but for for how we could you know approach this survival exploration game we wanted people to be like oh wait a second that looks like a moon <laughs> maybe i should like go check that out right and and to have like these weird moments of discovery uh you know it's it's so neat yeah that's really cool yeah, it's a blast. Um, so one of the things that you've kind of talked about when I've watched interviews um, with yourself uh, and other content creators is about um, the box lid, right? The fact that it looks like a cave painting and actually encouraging oh, yeah. players to actually yeah. write or draw symbols of their experiences or certain events that happen in their game. I mean, when I first heard about that, I thought, oh God, I've got to write on my box. Like, I didn't know how to yeah. feel about it. But then the more I kind of... Uh, thought about um yeah the kind of why you would do that it's pretty cool it's very thematic is we're telling the story of our journey yeah through which is so let me say this off the top for those of you out there listening who are like i don't like writing on any of my components (laughs) don't worry we we provide you a journal that you can that you can write on okay so you have a journal you can write on and if you really want to you can buy the add-on leather bound journal okay um (laughs) (laughs) nice plug nice yeah yeah Did you hunt the leather yourself? Actually, yeah. Sorry. yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, so actually, JP, that that was actually the, the first idea for the game. Um, you know, I, I said the experience, but but the actually idea, you know, I think I was in 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 the shower a couple of years ago, and I was like, how cool would it be if you opened this box and you look in the lid and you just see a bunch of like symbols and you can start to tell a story of everyone who has ever played this game just based off of what is on the inside of that lid i'm like that's neat it's like okay if if i build a fire with like my two tribes people yeah great cool maybe i get killed by this crazy behemoth right and i'm thinking about my level of ability which is stick figures I'm like okay cool yeah. you know cave painting is great right and so then we, we incorporate that in like a, a gameplay mechanic where, you know, we, we get people to kind of leave their mark on the game and, and we, we give, so for those of you out there who are like, I'm not an artist, don't worry. We, we give you guys like these little <laughs> symbols um, and they're like, you can literally just like sketch the symbol. Um, yeah. And for the artists out there, they can, you know, embellish and flourish it. 
but there's going to be future challenges, future goals that will be like, Hey, you know, check out your box. Like, do you have this symbol marked? Uh, and it's, it's, it's a little bit like a scenario check in, in oh, some ways cool. where it's like, Hey, have you, have you completed this goal? If you have, you will have drawn, you know, this kind of Stonehenge esque thing in your, in your box or in your journal. Uh, and then you can, you can link that in. So it's like, like that idea and you know for me it's i'll, I'll play uh, i won't sell stone saga but let's say i did right say i bought the game and and i i played it for like six you know six sessions and i like or 10 sessions like hey i had a lot of fun with this um you know hand it off to someone i, I think it's neat for them to like open the box and be like wow this has like been lived in uh and not yeah. in a way where it's been used but it's like there's this whole story that's been told by this other people uh and like that's and it's, cool it's, so it's going to be quite cool that you learn about their story more when you start doing your own marks. And then you, as you do your own marks yes. along, you'll be able to read yeah. what's written like what's a language. on as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, that's, so that's it's definitely yeah. neat. I, 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 yeah, I, yeah. I like it a lot. So with, with Stone Saga then, obviously it's a, like you say, a campaign style game where you're going to play a session. Um, you pack it away, you play another session, which continues mm. um, on from your previous. I mean, Obviously, this is not a, a specific question because it's probably not a specific answer. But like, well, what's the kind of length you're talking about with with this game? Is it like, like six sessions, ten, fifteen, hundred? Like, does it depend on, yeah. on where your story goes? Yeah. So with with Stone Saga, um, we have each game is is, is one challenge, um, and it's roughly four to six challenges make up uh, an epoch. Uh, and you know we call these at the end of an epoch there's actually like a like a significant jump in time you don't lose everything from the previous epoch but it is like it moves you ahead um and so you know the the game itself you know like 10 to 20 sessions for a run through of of the core box um uh and so you know each session is like hour and a half two hours kind of depending on the play group so you know it's a decent amount of content but you know maybe you get the mm -hmm. game and you're like hey you know you, you just want to play one epoch with your gaming group because that's like you know five sessions uh it's like you know maybe you get that in in two months of, of gameplay and just you're still playing that's like that's a good chunk of that's a good chunk of game uh yeah. right 10 hours you still get the you still get the full arcs you still get to experience everything um, but, you know, kind of like natural, natural st stopping points. Um, and then we're also, we're also going to like introduce um, uh, a little bit of like a, like, like a free play slash endless mode in the game too, oh, okay. where, where we do kind of just like lean into the sandbox. So, you know, for those who maybe don't want to tackle specific challenges or like, Hey, like go survive, like s s see how it is. Um, and it's going to be a little bit more free form uh, in, in that case, but uh, you know, and, there's there's a couple quality of life things that we have for campaign games. You know, I, I try to get as fast as set up and tear down as possible. Um, something that the review copies don't have right now are um, our, our trays. Uh, so we have a couple token trays that, that we have planned just to kind of make that set up like real quick and painless. We're still figuring out exactly what we want to do with the cards, but we're thinking like a card box um, with like nice little dividers so you can set that up. And then the, the land trays are like these cool tri-hex plastic things uh where the hexes go in um and those all get stacked into the spot in the box where a lid then kind of snaps it shut uh so it saves it from from session to session um 
so yeah, the, that's kind of like the, the, the direction, you know, our campaign game, um, you know, decent, decent time. I think on our, you know, we're, we're advertising like a, like a 30 hour campaign is, is yeah. what it is on Kickstarter. I like the the save mechanic. There's nothing more. I think we were speaking about it earlier, but the fact that it takes ages to set up can just be really off putting. Mm-hmm. And like trying yeah. to remember your save and putting all your tiles out, finding all those exact tiles. <laughs> yeah. I saw that little save mechanic, and I thought, "Ooh, it's a bit nice. a, a bit of efficiency there." I love that. <laughs> well, if 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 that got you excited, I don't know if you if you really looked into Mythwind or if that was like, "Hey, you know what? Cool game, not for me," but Myth. Mythland, I oh, I think people are going to really like it. We we're doing something so radically different with how with how the setup and teardown and everything works because there's no setup and teardown besides your initial setup. Um, you know, each each character gets its own tray, um, but each tray is is gameplay, uh, nice. which is different than like a storage tray. Right now, so you don't like pack everything up, and I was like, you're actually playing in your in your tray uh and then everything just kind of like slips back in so i'm i'm saying like 30 to 60 seconds setup and 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 tear down um, wow. to, to, yeah, yeah, there we to go. play the game because you heard it here because first. everything just <laughs> yeah so everything just everything just stacks on on top of each other um and nice. it's uh it's 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 so i'm so excited for people to get the game because i i don't think we we did an okay job of communicating it on our kickstarter but we went to Kickstarter pretty early on in development for Mythwind. Um, you know, we're, we're much further along Stone Saga than we were uh, for for Mythwind, and so we weren't, I think, quite able to communicate the vision that we had yeah. for Mythwind to its fullness. And and now that I just got um, the first sample of our box and our punch board, and we're trying that with our three D trays, and it's like, oh yeah, this is this is cool. <laughs> oh, yes. um, so yeah, yeah, I'm very very excited. Love is that going to be a, a retail or is it just Kickstarter only? Uh, there might be some UK retailers who bought in, probably, but it was you know it was Kickstarter only. We, we'll we'll go yeah, back, um, you know, probably do an expansion um, after we after we deliver uh, the, the first edition, just because we assume you know there's a lot of people not you know who, who missed it the first time. Um, yeah. For you know, over, it's over it's, inter- it's <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. You know, it's it's interesting, right? It's you know, like, like partnering with the distributor, love the idea of it, but we need to sell five to seven times the number of copies yeah. through a distributor mm-hmm. to equal one Kickstarter sale, yep. right? And and no distributor is going to order a hundred thousand copies of Mythwind, like they're mm-hmm. just not. It's you know, mm-hmm. it's like a hundred dollar game. Um, that's like they're just not going to do that because hobbyists, you're already fighting. Sh- for so much store space so unless you're like a gloomhaven name it's it's it, it kind of doesn't make sense to yeah. to like really pursue to pursue it um uh and so we you know for us it it's well and also a big thing for me is like i love the the communities that kind of spring up um from from kickstarter from facebook from discord where it's like hey, people who back one of our games they 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 know who i am right they 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 know who our designers are they get to meet they get to communicate with max and luke in our discord channel and that's like it's a really unique relationship that i think is is, is better for both ends because we we ask for feedback yeah. we incorporate feedback uh and it's, it's just the cyclical development process right yeah, yeah I mean that that's one of the great things and when I kind of mentioned earlier about uh, Stars of Akarios is is your and and you know uh, Max and Luke's involvement 
with the community, not only yeah. up front before the, the crowdfunding campaigns happen, but during the campaign, when the campaign's done, uh, the continuing kind of support and communication out there, is, it's just fantastic because, you know, a lot of the times people get you all buzzed up and excited and then you hear nothing for the year and you get the odd in, uh, updates, etc. But I know that you've, I don't know how many hours you must have uh, poured into um, even after the campaign was done on, on Stars, um, but even just supporting, answering the, the questions and just engaging with the community must have took a big portion of your <laughs> your time. Um, but I know and, it is well received. Yeah, no, that's that's a good thing. Thank you for saying that. It was uh, it was unexpected. I had other stuff slotted for like those two months for work. I was like, oh, wait a second. This is going to take a little bit of my time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've underestimated yeah, yeah. this. It's, it's quite a new age development process as well, having this like um constant communication and not all developers do it with board games and and it can get the community quite irate and yeah. rightly so especially if they end up making a game that no one really wanted in the first place and they change it loads that which they don't listen to feedback but hearing you guys yeah. your guys um process and hearing your guys kind of um relationship with the community is like it's really nice yeah i know it's that's great we we honestly like we wouldn't be where we are unless people took a chance on you know Acario Starlight back in the day, right? It's like yeah. we're relatively unknown uh, developer. We're able to see this game, and it's like, okay, hey, great, you know, we'll 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 give you guys some money just to uh, take a shot on it. Um, so, like, massive, massive thanks to anyone who's who's backed one of our projects. Excellent. Well, well thank you for making the game. Yeah, well. yeah. So <laughs> you make the games. We'll, we'll love playing them. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but now I think as we kind of kind of get to towards the end of our chat Brendan I could literally talk to to yourself for another seven hours but you've yeah. got work to do no doubt and, and we probably need to go to sleep at some point yeah. being in the UK um one of the things I wanted to just ask you we, we do a little thing on um our main episodes we call them niche number ones okay and mm. and essentially we we kind of put what is our favorite game in really niche specific uh circumstances so if you if you game oh, you're up for a, if you're up for a few of these, I was just going to quickly fire yeah, some at you and see see what happens. Let's Ready? rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. Let's do it. So, what's your favorite game that never hits the table? Game of Thrones, the board game, Fantasy Flight. <laughs> yes. We've had so Gosh, many arguments about I, that game. <laughs> I so unfortunately, I win every time we play and it's because there's a lot of like rules that you don't think of and i've played yes. it the most and i so i teach it to people and i win because i'm so competitive anyways <laughs> that game's great love I love, love that yeah, love yeah. that game so much i love yeah. it do you play with the uh the mothers of the dragons um expansion i have just not base? i have not played it just oh, okay. just just the base it's yeah i don't know if there's a game that has captured the art of backstabbing as well as that game made so many alliances that I break because you gotta, you gotta go in line with the characters that you're playing. Right. And so I was like, well, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have trusted me. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what but we're playing. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the Lannisters. What do you expect? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, like that, that support token mechanic. Oh, genius. Because right? you flip yeah. it you flip it and you're like, Hey, I'll support you. They fight. And you're like, no, never mind. I'm supporting this other guy. Uh, <laughs> that is, it's just, it's just so good. I love it. Anyways. <laughs> it's a firm favorite. And our group is, it's probably a game we get to the table once a year. 
because uh, it goes on yeah, a bit long. Cool. We need to do it on a weekend. Yes. We've tried to do it yeah. in the evening, and it's always 3 a.m. when we're finished, and we're like, we probably shouldn't much. have done that. It's too much for it's an evening. Much. Yeah, But it's, it's just a, a fantastic game, and it, the design in it is the fact that you have to work with people to achieve yeah. your goals, but you have to also backstab them at some point. It's just a matter of when. That's totally. when Tambo got his nickname, Backstabbo, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he, he like backstabbed like three <laughs> different people in one game and everyone was like, all right, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And, like, well, you know, we used <laughs> to do with him. Next time I'm in the UK, uh, you'll have to plan a Game of Thrones night and then I'll, I'll, I'll oh. join in for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brendan, up. 100%, let us know when you're in the country and we'll, we'll travel. Yeah, I love yeah. playing that game. Yeah, I love playing. Definitely. <laughs> um, okay, ne- next one then is uh, what's uh, your favourite game that you got rid of that you regretted the most? So obviously you have a cycle of games that you talked about earlier. So yeah, is there any one that you went. No, oh, why did I do that? I was thinking about the Spirit Island. Oh, okay, I, I miss playing Spirit Island. I I I loved Spirit Island. I thought it was a really fun thing. I, I should have bought an expansion for it. My wife and I we felt like we had solved everything in the core box. Yeah. Um, even though it took us a while to get there, but an expansion would have been fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a few to choose from now, isn't there? To be fair, but yeah, I played it once. You played played it once? Played it three times. Oh, three times. Yeah, yeah, mm. nice, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. That's no, a good yeah. game. It's a good game. Okay, last niche number one that we've got for you is uh, what's your favorite game that puts you in a state of zen? Um, of XCOM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yeah, XCOM. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no. No, I'm trying to think. Uh, maybe like Tapestry or Welcome to. Mm-hmm. Two very different games, but yeah, Welcome yeah. to you know it's a, it's, it's a flip and right, which is good. Um, Tapestry, I don't know. You just you just get into the zone. You don't really care about anyone else around the table. You're just like doing your yeah. thing, right? Moving yeah. up a track, doing lots of combos. Exactly. Happy, yeah, happy yeah. days. Yeah. Four tracks. <laughs> yeah. Four there's tracks. there's there's four there's four tracks. That makes it four fifth with the expansion. The fifth of the expansion. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And there so might be there I might be it. six. You never know with the next one. Who knows? Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Great stuff. No, no. Thank you for that. I just thought we we like asking some of our guests some of our niche number ones. It's just you know a bit of fun, and we we actually love doing those episodes, right? Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> we just think cool. of some random random ones. Yeah. Exactly. See what happens. Okay. So the last thing to to ask you then, Brendan, and we'll wrap up is kind of what's events or. Or what kind of games are you excited for in the future? Like what what's coming up that you're looking forward to? Um, outside of Stone Saga and Mythwind, uh, those are kind of like one and <laughs> one and two for me. Um, what am I looking forward to? I don't even actually know what is on the release schedule. Oh, you know what? I think I am going to late pledge for Oathsworn. I think I'm going to okay. do it. You bid toy I've, over I've, this one, haven't you? Yeah. Um, I've just I'm it's, frosthaven it's, on the way. I was like, I'm never going to get to it for like a, a year. So, and a bit, so you know, yeah, and, and Oathsworn looks like it's done some new things, and yeah, I think I think I'm going to pull the trigger. It's I get the reminders <laughs> from GameFound. You have a one dollar yeah. dis- or whatever it is, and so I'm like, oh, okay, okay, like, yeah, maybe. Oh, I might do it. <laughs> yeah, I might do it. Yeah. No, nice. yeah, it look it looks pretty cool. Um, I I I'll probably refrain from looking too much because put me over. Yeah. It's expensive. <laughs> It, it it's, is, yeah. If you go all not, in, it's not cheap. Minions, it's not cheap. So. Oh, I would never. How about a events? Base game for me. Oh, how about events? events? You got uh, any events coming up? Or yeah, it's a great question. We were talking about conventions um, earlier before we, we started were. recording. Yeah, you might see me at Gen Con this year. Um, cool. Yeah, you might see me at Gen Con this year. We 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 don't have a massive 
convention presence. Uh, this this year, we might start to uh, increase our convention presence with with Oom. So Gen Con potentially Origins, and, and we show up to Shucks, um, but it's, yeah. Shucks is a really small convention compared to the other ones. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. hopefully we'll look out for you. Yeah, we need to get across yeah. the pond though. Don't yeah, we? exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we must have some funds and we'll, we'll come over. But no, yeah. it's on it's on my list to, to pop over to a US uh, or convention or, or even in Canada, like where you're based. So uh, yeah, it'd be awesome to, to kind of combine that with a, a trip. Yeah. Uh, get all the gaming group together. Games and traveling. Yeah. I mean, what's better? There right? you go. I mean, I've got to convince yeah. my wife and kids <laughs> that I can leave them for a week or so. It's fine. We'll make it. <laughs> go cool. to America without them as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, go- I'm going to America. Bye. Uh, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> but no, look, Brendan, thank you so, so much for for taking your time to, to speak to us today and, and jumping on the podcast. We really, really appreciate it. And as I said, I'm sure we could literally just talk about your game designer um, kind of brain for many, many hours. But no, thank you very much. Really love to have you on the show. Hey, yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Anytime. Anytime. Hopefully you enjoyed our chat with Brendan. But before we wrap up, let's cover off how you can get in touch with the show. As always, we have so many handles and different ways you can do that. First, we have Board Game Geek, where you can subscribe, become a fan and check out our episodes on there. You can contact us directly on our email, players at whoseturn.co.uk. We've got Facebook, Whose Turn Is It Anyway podcast. We've got Instagram at Whose Turn Podcast. And of course, TikTok at Whose Turn Is It Anyway. And we'll be back again with more main episodes and various different expansion packs very soon. Catch you on the next one.